This is a crowd podcast. Welcome to Go Love Yourself, the podcast where we're all trying to love ourselves a little bit more. And is it true, Sarah, that all of the contestants regained the weight that they had lost yep. after the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <gasps> Every single one. Them? All ten. Yeah. yeah. So, Smithy, how are you? You went very well. You're still not very well. <laughs> I don't like this. I'm, do you know what? I'm actually a bit used to being occasionally mentally unwell. It is when the physically unwell happens and I'm like, Sorry, what? I'm how laughing. dare you? <laughs> you can laugh. You can laugh. Um, it's the I don't way know. you said think... it, not what you said. <laughs> I can't cope with it. Um, no, I'm good. I'm good. I think it was, it was kind of like all the COVID symptoms without a COVID positive. And I'm still a COVID virgin, unlike you, who is a COVID hoe bag. I'm a COVID uh, whore. <laughs> Every you are a schlag for the COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling much better. Thank you very much. I just don't like being physically ill. Thank you very much. It's not my favourite. But horrible, anyway, how are you? I really miss you. I miss you too. I'm so excited. <laughs> we're catching up later this week, aren't we? In so real excited. life. In real life, we're going outside. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I'm good. I was just like, we were just saying before we started recording that like normally one of us is like, a bit whelmed or like a bit and we're both just like fine which is quite nice isn't it we just get we haven't got anything like massively going on everything's just ticking along on our little lives podcast lives and it's all just pretty cool beans really yeah it's nice and chilled i think the most exciting thing in my life is that buddy had a haircut exciting how is buddy he has i think i said to you last week like you put up a story recently and he's just gone from like a baby to a teenager he's a teenage dog he's huge he's really grown we thought we're gonna have a mini cockapoo and i think he's gonna be a giant cockapoo he's a giant Um, cockapoo babe i know he's really good though i actually i can't believe i'm gonna say this should I say? Yeah, I'm going to say it. I what cried earlier do? because I just oh, loved him no. so much. Oh, God. I, I just was relate. sat on the sofa <laughs> and he curled into me. Like, I just was laying down because I had a bad head and he just curled into me and I was like, I just love you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. That is pathetic. It's um, not. But yeah. It's a dog. If you didn't do that oh, with your dog, then you shouldn't so own a much. dog. I know that's true. He is so spoiled. Yeah, he had um, he had a little grooming session, and she gave him like a little bandana which had like my first <gasps> groom on it, and a little like checkered bow, which I've obviously still he's still wearing. And, <laughs> and I was just smiling all day because I was like, he's just so handsome. <laughs> oh, okay, I am boring myself oh, now. Should we move on? Into, yeah, into puppies anonymous. I was like, is this a problem? Do we need to help? Do we need to get you going out? Side? A life? Do you need to get me a life? Hu- yes. <laughs> yeah, we mate. Do. do we need to get you a bit? No. We need to get you out with humans. Remember them? So yeah. we'll do that. We'll go out next week and we'll go and have fun with humans. Okay, that sounds good. It's a date. But then we'll go back and cuddle Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's episode, we we want to get into this. We want to chat about weight loss shows. And we are talking things like The Biggest Loser, Super Size versus Super Skinny. They were across the board in most countries, I think, definitely across the pond in America. There were just so many of them. Like, Laura, I'm assuming like you watched them. Like, I watched them growing up. Did you watch them growing up? Yeah, massively. I think Obsessed is probably an accurate description of how I felt about oh, no. them. Um, me and my mum would watch them like yeah religiously like I just I don't know I just found them really fascinating and I look back now and I think how toxic they are but yeah they they were everywhere though like if it wasn't even and if it wasn't a weight loss show it was like a glow up show you know like uh, <sighs> Snog Marry Avoid Mate, uh, The ten Swan 10 Years Younger do, do you remember 10, ten Years, years younger? younger that has given Awful. me issues I'll tell you that yeah, one yeah that I think that one affects a lot of people and Trini and Susanna as well like I know we've spoken about yeah. this before like in yeah. a previous episode but yeah growing up with those was not the one I was actually uh, bored the other day and uh, scrolling through I feel like I've completed Netflix which I know I know is an impossible <laughs> task but well done me uh, don't you congratulations with a puppy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was strolling, and I think it must be like Amazon Prime, and there were so many weight loss TV shows from like years gone. Loads of like Dawn there. Porter that are still on there. Shut up. Yeah, there was one that like Dawn Porter hosted, and it was honestly, I actually had to turn it off because I was like kind of doing it for research purposes for this episode, but mm. I, I was like, it was really bothering me. And it started off where it was like a group of 10 women 
between a size, I would say like eight to 12. And they were like, we're fighting the flab. We're all sick of being fat and cake munchers. And then they all got on the scales and all of them were like getting on the scales and they were like, oh my God, I'm 10 stone, two pounds. And they were like horrified. And then everyone else was going, and I was like, my leg weighs 10 stone girls. But it was just really toxic. Also like, and again, we talk all the time about you can be a size 10 and still hate your body. It was the fact that they were collectively all there and all just gasping at each other's weight, like horrified, like it was the most important thing about them. It made me feel really, it just gave me the ick. I think these shows have got a lot to answer for for diet culture. Like obviously magazines, movies, TVs, music, all of it. But these shows, and there were so many of them. I don't remember that one. I loved Orno Porter as well, so I'm really upset. But I'm assuming she would do something now. I think things have definitely changed. We wouldn't see that kind of bullshit now, but like... Like you still can't still kind of erase the trauma that like and the effect that it had. Like I even started rewatching Super Size versus Super Skinny. Because oh my god, been, I remember that one. Yeah, mm. there's been quite a lot of talk about that on people showing clips on TikTok. Yeah, I've seen that seen on TikTok. Those, and kind of calling it out for like how bad and dangerous it was. And I actually genuinely was thinking, oh, I actually didn't think that was that bad. And then I started watching it. it. Yeah. Right. So the first episode of like the whole, like the first series was they basically lined up the fatties and the skinny minis, almost like they were just kind of like pitting them. Well, they were pitting them against each other. Mm. That was the whole point of the show, wasn't it? And then they paired these people off who they thought would kind of, I don't know, help each other or whatever, make good telly basically. So the first woman was this like very slim woman who um, she actually had a very, very bad, like very poor diet. So did he. He just ate like a lot and she did eat, didn't eat a lot but what she did eat was crap and she, they kind of paired them together and she looked at him and she went wow she's like I can't believe how massive you are like in person like the size of you she's like I'm finding it really overwhelming and you could see her being like physically repulsed by him and then he looked at her and went yeah I can't believe how tiny you are like oh my god and I'm thinking no like this is not okay like on either side um and I think obviously they did it the, the kind of like the whole crux of the show was that they made each other realize like that, that, that there's a happy medium I guess yeah. and again like we're all for health and we're all for eating healthily and I'm not saying that one is better than the other but I just think that it was just obviously yeah it was for television and it's, it was it's essentially just... to pick fun at people like but yeah. very much about about bigger people so I watched a couple of clips on TikTok recently as well and it was this one guy's food going through and obviously the, the girl was the slimmer person and her you know very very little food and she was deficient in a couple of things and stuff like that because she wasn't eating enough um, but then this guy's food came in and it, it, it just felt like such shame of like the food being yes. dropped into this fucking glass yes. cylinder you hit the nail on the head yeah, there yeah and it went all the way to the top and hers like barely came up like you know like 15 centimetres or whatever like do you know what I mean like and it just feel it just felt very shamey and I just mm. and it's so interesting that that show wasn't on that long ago I know and, and for it to now be if that came out now it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't make it yeah. and so I just like we have to take a moment to talk about the fact that how far we you know the diet culture or the, or the anti-diet culture world has come in probably like six years not that long like that's amazing yeah I think we've definitely made progress I think there's still so much more we can do though like oh god yes yeah I was even watching like a program the other day about like it was called Britain's shut-ins it was like Britain's fattest people oh, and, and it those. was about people that are, are, are were like super morbidly obese and like really struggling like to move and it really was impacting their quality of life but even on the super size super skinny I don't know if you remember that there were segments of that show where they would take the bigger person mm. to meet someone who was in a very large body often in the states and it was almost like here's what you could be (laughs) like here's what you could be and it's like sorry but those people were like not fucking circus freaks like don't be like oh like here's what you could end up like like i just think that was just so wrong like i I really but even those those shows i haven't seen that one but i've seen um it's always on like on Saturday morning, one of those like obscure channels and it's things like my 600 pound life and things like that. And I do get Mm. the interest in those shows. I don't personally like them because I feel like they are intended to shame and make fun of that person a little bit. Whether that's, I don't know how you feel about that, but me personally, I just think that's what it's for. But again, I get the interest because it is, I don't know, interesting. Is it interesting though? I mean, I personally do find it really interesting. Okay. Um, as someone who has always like struggled with their weight, mm. and I think 
there is like I don't think like you know we talk about representation and I don't think people that are in very large bodies mm. aren't always necessarily represented but what I don't like is that they're represented like literally like oh look at the circus freak like here's what you could end up like yeah. often what that re- then results in as well is people going on socials or wherever and being like oh could be worse I could look like that, yeah, that. Or, and I've seen loads of people that have like stitched those shows where it shows them say someone in a very large body eating like I don't know Big Macs whatever and again you can guarantee that the producers of those shows they know what they're doing they're like do you want do you want like like 10 Big Macs and mm. we'll you know we'll feed you that for the camera and then people go online and they film themselves eating something and then like blind reacting although they're not to oh, that and then they like put the burger down oh, that's and they're disgusting. like oh maybe I won't eat that yeah and also I think people some people watch it to make themselves feel better like oh at least I'm not like that gross it's it's the whole making fun of people why would do why why do we want to do that and that's what all these shows really like some of them did or these shows i feel like they do they they poke fun or they're they're aimed at poking fun so you can imagine the you know the sun articles that come out afterwards and the facebook comments and yeah like the tiktok stitches and all that kind of stuff yeah you can just imagine it it's just not kind like i just don't like that and i i don't like i don't know i think having like a very very small amount of experience being on like tv show and knowing how things can be manipulated but bake off i have to say is an exception because like generally like it's a very wholesome show and but i was chatting to the producers when we were doing the filming and they were saying even about how <laughs> hopefully i won't get in trouble with this but there's a U- the u.s version of even bake off is is a lot more scripted and so they'll, they'll tell the contestants like oh how do you feel about that oh could you say this instead like that's just the nature of u.s shows um, and so I think that we have it bad in this or had it bad in this country, but I feel like it's is was 10 times worse in the US. And the worst one, in my opinion, was the biggest loser. Like just horrendous, don't you think? I've probably more seen things like YouTube videos about it since and like new read news articles about it since and that kind of thing. But like the concept of, of the show... Do you want to tell people what the concept of the show is? And we can just all marvel at how the bloody hell it got made. (laughs) Yeah, so the concept of the show is literally like the clues in the title. So they basically take a group of people who are um, in bigger bodies, fat bodies, and they basically pit them against each other to see who can lose the most amount of weight. And it's also, it's like a really, really short amount of time as well. Mm. And they apparently are like doctor-led uh, uh, we'll <laughs> but yeah basically they just kind of like told that they need to lose as much weight as possible and then i think i can't remember what the prize is but it's like obviously it's u.s so like they get more than a bloody cake stand like you do on bake off <laughs> and they put them through really extreme boot camp and like even the title the biggest loser it's it, that just suggests to me that like as in it's not about losing weight that for that suggests to me is like you were the who was the, who was the biggest loser and now is the biggest loser like that, I mean, wow, I'm, obviously I've got an English degree, so I love that description <laughs> of my play, play on words. But I know what you mean, but They mate. knew what they were doing with that title. Yeah, they did. And again, it's it's all for telly and we watched it and we fucking watched, we watched it. it. Millions of people across the globe fucking watched it. But you're so right, they did put them through some stuff. And I remember watching, this is probably one of my issues with exercise and I wonder if you're the same. When you used to watch these kind of weight loss programs and all this stuff, when they'd start these bigger people on the exercise portion of it, they'd go so fucking hard with them immediately that they'd be crying, that they'd be throwing up. Like They were sick, weren't they? A lot of the time they were sick. There's something to say, like you and me, I don't think I could go into a hardcore workout having not gone to the gym for like three years. I don't think I could do that. And it was just watching these poor people who were going to these horrid workouts every single day, throwing up, crying... And I get yeah. that when you, you know, sometimes with exercise and if you if you really want to do it, you push through it and sometimes there's mental blocks and stuff like that. But this wasn't. This was like, it looked physically very No, there's a torturous. lie. <laughs> if you're thrown up and then they're like, keep going, you're you're a fucking wimp, keep going, like you, you're, you're a loser. Like, come on, you can keep, like, no, that's not okay. And like you said, no wonder we grew up thinking exercise was a punishment. Yeah, no genuinely, wonder. I think that's honestly it. Yeah, and I even remember there was one show, I'm sure it was like another Channel 4 thing. I think it was called like The Fat Farm or something. Oh my God, what? it was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking like years and years ago, right? It's all coming back to me now in the words of Celine Dion. <laughs> so coming back, so coming back, back to, to me now. now. That is a tune. We'll have Shoot. to do a podcast episode just on that song alone. And anyway, moving on. <laughs> 
I'm it's all coming back to me. I remember that on this fat farm, there was a woman who I think was probably smaller than me now. I don't know, mid thirties, whatever. And basically, they caught her, and I'm I'm air quoting oh, here, people. Stop it. They caught her like having like snuck food in in her suitcase, and then they humiliated her on <gasps> camera with like a panel of people I'm gonna have to try and find if anyone is listening and can, knows what I'm talking about and can I don't know by some miracle find it I will do some hunting as well I'll look on YouTube but they literally yeah they completely and utterly shamed her for that and secret eater I'm a big secret eater like I've got mm. my secret stash and it gives me great joy I'm working on it anyway but that to do that who the fuck were these experts literally just after a big fat paycheck like in just shaming people? It's not okay. And just goes to show that these shows and diet culture of, you know, years past was all about appearance and nothing yes. to do with the mental and emotional side of weight loss because yeah. you wouldn't do... That's traumatising for that person. Yeah. You know, if it that, wasn't about I wonder health. if that person's all right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and yeah. I think that's the thing about weight. We know now weight and BMI it's bollocks it doesn't is not an indicator of your health thank fuck we know it now but anyway that reminds me as well of and i don't know if we really had these in this country or whether they even existed in america or we just heard about them through like u.s comedy shows but like fat camp oh yeah was fat camp really a thing like i know i'm sure it was on friends i'm sure it would have been on all of those like american comedy shows and stuff i'm sure we don't have didn't have them here but i don't know if we did or didn't because i wouldn't know but is that really was that really a thing i don't know can if any of our us listeners are listening can you please tell us if that camp was a thing and were they actually called that as well or was that just like the nickname i hope that was the nickname oh we'd love to know yeah no that (laughs) makes me so sad like and all of that's gonna stay with you forever isn't it like the summer i went to fat camp or the summers i went to fat camp that's horrible yeah the summer my parents put me in fat camp yeah right fucking hell oh my goodness so yeah it's just else is awful tell me more the reality of a lot of the weight loss shows is actually quite scary so doing a bit of research into it allegedly uh, some contestants have said that they were actually encouraged to take drugs like Adderall and illegal weight loss pills. Shut up! Yeah, and no. some have even said that they were encouraged to eat less and lie about how much they <gasps> ate. Oh my goodness, that's dangerous! Yeah, this is all like obviously alleged, um, but, you know, so just to kind of clear our backs a little bit, but um, yeah, and, and it, going back on what we were saying earlier about, you know, people vomiting and crying and all of that, um, some people have said that like vomiting was praised and even encouraged. Oh fucking hell! I'm literally about to walk away. I can't cope. That's disgusting. How awful is that? You've put your trust in uh, going on a TV show that you think and hope maybe change will change your life. And I can only imagine the damage that that will have done. And uh, I can guarantee you that they'll end up worse off than they were when they before they went in. Oh, mate. Awful. It's just got so much to answer for. Like, I'm so angry. I feel so upset for, you know, people on some of these shows that, that you know, is alleged to have happened on because it's torturous. Like, that's so yeah. bad. And, and again, goes to show it was not about health yeah. because no part of encouraging people to vomit and encouraging people to use weight loss pills or encouraging people to eat 800 encouraging an adult to eat 800 calories a day that's not healthy by the definition of the term healthy absolutely not yeah (sighs) and you know there's been a lot of research on the on the back of it um to sort of look at whether those shows and and those kind of crash diets and stuff actually work shock horror they they don't (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) (laughs) so um, a metabolism expert actually tracked um some of the uh contestants on biggest loser for six years oh okay and said that in those six years the contestants bodies were actually working against them um so obviously they lost a lot of weight initially like because um you do i mean everyone who's ever been on a diet which is probably all of us will know that when you start dieting you lose weight kind of quickly at first but after that their metabolisms actually slowed down like really quite drastically which which is natural and normal i should say but they never sped up again afterwards so in actual fact their metabolisms became even slower making it harder for them to burn calories while their bodies were just like resting with their sort of doing nothing sitting on the sofa 
So that meant that they actually had to then obviously eat less to maintain that weight compared to other people at their size. How how mad and fucked up is that? Oh, that is so fucked up. And all for a a TV show of which we were all watching because it was entertainment and these poor people were being put through that and changed their bodies for forever. Yeah. Makes me so cross. It makes me so cross. And again, it, it makes me happy that I don't think that would happen now. I, I don't think we're going to ever see a show like that again because it wouldn't fly. I tell you, Instagram would have something to fucking say about it. You say that, but it's apparently Biggest Leader is coming back for another season. It's what not been confirmed. What do you mean? Yeah, honestly. And apparently they've said it's going to be more holistic, more like with more mental health support and less fat shaming. But do we believe that? Do we believe that? Do we but do we believe that, Laura? Do we believe that? We do not believe that. If you're on something like that in that might still include all those things that we've talked about, you will need someone with you pretty much 24 bloody 7 or just don't have the show. Because if you need to have mental health support on the show, maybe you shouldn't have the show. <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. Like they've definitely like they've had the day. It's done now. Like fat people are not like entertainment for you like can we just please get rid of that narrative like i don't i don't can you imagine like a show where like slim people were just kind of like punished like that and then like made poked fun of for like something that they maybe couldn't help like i just it wouldn't happen would it it's just it's awful yeah it's that narrative of of you know people in bigger bodies are to be made fun of this is where all of our insecurities will come from you know to be made fun of aren't attractive aren't worthy and all this bullshit and those shows have supported that narrative for so many bloody years and we grew up watching them thinking that so again more and more with this podcast i am learning that we just didn't stand a chance we didn't stand a chance to have a good relationship with our bodies when this was what we were growing up with yeah i remember one of the shows one of the worst shows i think i remember watching was with my mum again um we loved it it was called the swan I don't know. Did you ever watch it? No, I haven't. I don't think I've heard of it. You have to YouTube it. Be prepared, though. It's, <laughs> it's really shocking. I actually almost, in some ways, I think it's worse than The Biggest Loser. So they would take people that were just normal, normal people, right? To be fair, by their own admission, maybe felt unattractive or frumpy or didn't like their appearance. Maybe had they had a big nose or they had like boring hair or whatever, right? But what they would do, they're very, very clever. They would pick people that were kind of size 12, 14, who had good skin, natural, like naturally good, <laughs> kind of conventionally pretty that could scrub up well and then what they did was they gave them an infinite amount of plastic surgery gave them a personal trainer they literally transformed their face so they would give them like a boob lift liposuction tummy tuck uh, hair extensions lip fillers like you name Jesus. it they gave it to him and at the end they look they all looked exactly the same plastic fantastic and and then it was one of the i remember one of the transformations and the doctor said something about her being like a better person now or something and i was like fucking Fuck hell off. Do you know, i'm just googling who it now. commissioned that oh seriously my like, god yeah you, but, the th- but that has got to be one of the worst we'd ones. all look fucking different if we had 50 grand worth of plastic surgery and a pt on time this is why yeah. celebrities look the way that they do people this is why it's all fake yeah. they got the money this is money like yeah this is disgusting i'm so why should angry. we all want to look the same like why why should we all what's want wrong to look? with our noses we look exactly. fabulous what's wrong with having character like i remember jennifer aniston spoken about this as well isn't she like she was saying about how like when she was younger and on friends people said to her like you won't get any work until you have a nice job oh yeah yeah and then like she didn't and then obviously i mean she's, she's done all right hasn't she she's done pretty good um, she's done all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully that is changing now, and I feel like we've embraced like differences and uniqueness and stuff. But it definitely wasn't. Like no, that. it wasn't. And and this show reminds me of yeah, we talked about it at the beginning of the episode, but ten years younger, and that's one that always sticks out in my mind. Like I've got I've got a real thing about aging because of these kind of shows where it was like, how dare you look your age. And women ageing versus men not ageing is a whole thing. Well, I, mate, I could go on and on about it. But those shows, again, they would get in a woman who was absolutely beautiful, as was, but she maybe wore quite simple clothes. She maybe didn't style her hair and she didn't wear makeup. That was it. And then they literally 
took her like that, took her to get her hair all done, potentially like spent 12 grand on a new nose and all these expensive things and then dressed her up in these clothes and stuff and then ta-da, you're fixed. You now look 42 when actually, oh, I just, no, oh, I, I it makes me so one. mad. Yeah. It makes me so mad. They went and polled people on the street, didn't they? Like before and after. Yes, yeah, so they were like, how old do you think she looks? And, and then they do the transformation. Yeah, and you're right. We've, we've come so far and I'm so pleased that I will never watch one of those TV shows again because I also don't... I hope they won't ever be made again. Yeah, well, be of us to answer to if they do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So when we planned this episode, we knew that we wanted to talk to someone who could give us a bit of an insight into what it's actually like um, one of these shows. So I actually decided to invite on a friend of mine, a lady called Sarah LeBrock, who was on a weight loss show back back in the day, back in uh, 2013. Uh, she's now an obesity advocate and the founder of a charity all about obesity. A huge welcome, Sarah. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And thank you so much for having me along. You know, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now and you've had some amazing people on. So I'm really honoured to be <laughs> invited on myself. So thank you. Oh, we love it. We're so happy to have you. And I'm so happy to meet you as well. Laura um, says so many lovely things about you. And, and as soon as we knew that we were doing this episode and even before then, probably she was like, we need to get Sarah on. And I was like, right, okay, let's just do it. Let's do it now. So I'm so happy <laughs> <Bless you're> here. <laughs> And it's so nice to meet you. Your biggest fan girl. (laughs) So as a listener of the podcast, you'll know what question is coming next. Our mantra is obviously the way you look is the least interesting about you. So Sarah, what is the most interesting thing about you? Mm. Even though now I knew it was coming, it's one of those where you kind of go, I don't really know. Am I that interesting? (laughs) I don't know. I'm going to go with one that's quite current for this week. So this week I have presented to 600 people in a live event. An in-person event of 600 people. How very 2019 of you. I know. Uh, I know. So Sarah, you were on a show called Fat, The Fight of My Life. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, it was a documentary series um, on Sky, I think it was, that um, followed, this is the description of the show, morbidly obese people they, as they try to save their life. Uh, so tell us, how did you end up on the show? What made you decide to go on it? Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like when I now watch the beginning of the show and how they introduce it it's kind of like it makes me cringe because now I just would not I'd have totally reframed and got them to change the language and everything about it but back then this was all new to me and I was just someone I suppose living in a bigger body or living with obesity kind of just wanting help I tried every diet going literally like every possible intervention I could find I tried and then I was literally reading Closer magazine and I think it was my mum that had kind of spotted it and said Sarah have a read of this and there was an advert in there saying looking for people who want to lose at least 10 stone for a tv show you know are you interested so I was kind of like what have I got to lose really other than weight obviously (laughs) Um, but I just thought why not like this is something (laughs) this is something different to try this could be a real opportunity so I just kind of you know emailed in and said you know quite interested and then it was just like yeah this Mm. huge kind of life-changing thing that happened to me I guess from being on the program and how was the like experience for you because it was like from what I remember watching it so vividly and I remember I remember all 10 of you I was absolutely fascinated by the program I think being in a bigger body myself I was kind of thinking like I was and I remember you honestly I remember you so distinctly I remember rooting for you because I remember thinking that we look quite similar and I really resonated with your story as well because you spoke a bit about fertility struggles and things like that. Um, but yeah, talk to us about like the show, like how it was, like yeah, what yeah, they yeah, kind of totally. like. So basically, it's one of these like transformational shows. Like I'd watch the American version and I used to watch them and love them because it was this whole like before and after transformation thing. And you kind of, everyone just loves that kind of sensationalization of it all, don't they? And they love to see this kind of after story. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, oh, you know, this could be cool. So basically what it was, was um, they were going to film, as they said, for 12 months. It ended up being for about nine. And they gave you a personal trainer. So Jesse wasn't obviously with with us every day as much as that would have been lovely because he's a very lovely oh, man excuse me i've just googled gorgeous. i've just googled it and i was i was like who the f-? first of all you're the first thing that comes up on google images it's literally just you 
And then there's Jesse. And do you know what's absolutely fucking hilarious? I said I didn't remember this show. I remember this show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he seems so lovely. He is a really lovely guy. And to be You're like, still friends now, aren't you? Yeah, I was going to say, we're still friends 10 years later now. We just check in with each other and he kind of keeps in touch. And it's just great because it was a genuine friendship that we created during, you know, throughout the show. He wasn't one of these where he was just there for the face. You know, he literally cares which is really lovely so yeah so we were given a personal trainer for two hours a day five days a week so for someone that kind of really had done very little exercise that was a real shock to the system as you can imagine it was like I was just exhausted I was in bed because I was training every morning six till eight a.m because I had to fit it around work you know I was still working full-time so Mm. I used to get up at five go to the gym at six till eight then off to work and so by like eight o'clock at night I was in bed like (laughs) because I was just so tired and then they just changed our diet so not everyone's was the same it was a case of your trainer kind of working with you but so mine was really just cutting out kind of complex carbs really so eating a lot of like salmon and porridge for breakfast and lots of veg and trying to eat like chicken and cheese and rather than having sandwiches it was like well what can you replace your sandwiches with like chicken you know and I mean they all love a bit of chicken and broccoli don't they trainers and stuff and um, all of that kind of jazz (laughs) they do yeah (laughs) along the way they set you various challenges so that's where Jesse kind of comes back in every few months and does a bit more filming with you and kind of sees your progression as you're going through so I think quite early on Jesse worked out that I was quite strong even though I didn't realize I was I think he kind of worked out I was and so he really kind of pushed me quite hard I was literally tire flipping you know those massive tractor tires and stuff I was like flipping those down a massive gym yeah yeah, yeah, it was like it was great I just amazed myself how strong I was because I had no idea whatsoever and so yeah they just kind of then started kind of testing you and setting you challenges and halfway through we had a boot camp where we had to go and meet and everyone was kind of brought back together again. And so we'd lost quite a bit of weight at this point. I was losing around a stone a month, roughly. Bloody hell. <laughs> yeah, I know. When we met at the boot camp, um, they then set us like a mini challenge. So my mini challenge was to do like just a, a, a just a, a mini triathlon. Uh. <laughs> bloody hell (laughs) (laughs) which for me was a totally new thing I mean mean, I've always loved swimming but not a big fan of running or particularly cycling so I was a bit like okay but I'm one of these people that if someone sets me a challenge I'm not going to fail at it so I was kind of like right so I have to kind of do this so so yeah so I kind of did um so we did it and it was great and it was just like it wasn't a it wasn't an event it was just a me doing it on my own with you know Jesse etc and so that went well and I kind of was quite amazed that actually I could do something like that and then Jesse basically dropped the bombshell that at the end of the program he wanted me to be able to complete an Olympic distance triathlon for it shut (laughs) up no that was my challenge so for anyone that doesn't know what an Olympic distance triathlon consists of it's a mile swim a 40k bike ride um, and a 10k (laughs) run at the end but you did it though didn't you oh my god amazing weirdly I loved it it was weird (laughs) I was just like what's going on (laughs) when um like athletes or proper triathletes do these try like an olympic distance triathlon they'll do it in about two and a half hours like the proper guys that are just going for it so it took me five hours 40 minutes I think for the whole thing so obviously it took me a lot longer than them but I just was amazed that I could do it without stopping and just kind of was capable of finishing you know that was kind of the thing for me that amazed me so could you chat a little bit about the process of it in terms of like there must have been massive restriction and also very intense workouts to go from sort of zero to 100 on your workouts as well yeah the exercise you know was like it, it, it really kind of took me a while to adjust from a just energy point of view because as I say I was training for two hours a day but then also still working full-time like, so yeah 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 exactly and my job was kind of quite like on the road driving because I was a sales rep so I was kind of like here there and everywhere um constantly on the go and it was kind of I just remember kind of being a bit like if, unless I go to bed really early like I just can't function you know I can't do this so my social life did suffer a lot because I couldn't really do a lot other than kind of work and train because there was there was no other energy left to ha- to do anything. Um, so that was mm-hmm. a little bit frustrating in the fact that you kind of had to put things on hold a little bit, you know, to kind of to make this work, which is why I think and we'll come on to this probably later, but kind of it's not sustainable. You know, this isn't a lifestyle someone can 
carry on yeah. forever <laughs> because you just can't if you want to actually have a life as well mm. like you, you you just can't function like this and from a food perspective i think my trainer was quite cool in the fact that he wasn't like right we need to monitor every single calorie you're having kind of thing he was just more like these are the type of foods i'd like you to eat <clears throat> so as long as you're eating those i'm cool like with that um and so and, and if like i hit a plateau we'd kind of go right okay let's let's evaluate let's have a look at portion sizes and all of that kind of stuff but it was i felt like the food aspect probably wasn't quite as hard as i imagined it would be however I spent the whole time craving a pizza because that's my favorite food. Um, and I couldn't wait to be able to have one. <laughs> I suppose there was an element of competition when you kind of got back together with the other nine. It was kind of like, well, how's everyone doing? Like, have other people lost more weight than me? Why have they lost more weight than me? What's, what am I doing wrong? Like, why am I, you know, you, it's, I suppose it's just human nature that you can try to compare yourself with other people, aren't you, to some extent. And that was quite like... Mm you wanted to be the be you know you wanted to be the best in a way you wanted to show that you've lost the weight most weight mm. but you know i now know that obviously everyone functions very differently and bodies work very differently and all of that kind of stuff now but at the time it was a little bit frustrating because you're kind of like mm, this isn't very fair at the end of it did you feel like did you feel happy like what was your kind of like vibe at the end of it were you like i've made it like what were your intentions as well like going forward like what was your mindset like yeah this is a really interesting one because i think when i signed up for the program in my head, I was thinking, right, this is it. Like, this is going to change my life. I'm going to, you know, be a fitter, healthier, slimmer version of myself. And I'm going to skip off into the sunset after losing weight, you know, feeling amazing. And that would be it. You know, this is going to be amazing. The reality was, you know, as my weight started coming off, I actually started feeling more and more vulnerable and less and less confident because I'm I'm a pretty confident person like I've I just am you know I it's just my character it's just who I am but yeah I've I really started feeling yeah vulnerable and also really scared that I was as, as I was losing weight that I was going to turn into this like really arrogant person like and I don't really know where that came from but in my head I was thinking Sarah just make sure that you're like really grounded with this and you're not going to kind of be like a look at me like and be all like uh, there was this and I don't I have no idea where that came from either but there was just this real part of me that was like so thinking Sarah like just stay in control here like don't be like that and so yeah it was really interesting I just felt it, really didn't like becoming smaller because it was kind of like my fat has been my protection for such a long time um, and I was it, just mm. about to say that yeah I was just yeah. about to say that yeah. and then all of a sudden like everyone's seeing this thinner version of me like and I'm like mm. did a lot of people like do the whole thing where they're like oh you look so amazing now and like I'm guessing you got like more male attention like I uh, it it's sad isn't it that that is the way that the world works but I, I bet people's reaction was was crazy when they saw you and all the weight you'd lost yeah definitely there was loads of like positive like yeah oh my god Sarah like you're looking amazing and stuff but I mean I mean my whole life like I'm sure you've talked about this and I'm sure you've experienced this yourself but like people have said to me gosh if you were slimmer you'd be like amazing you know you'd be beautiful you'd be this and I'm just kind of like you spend your whole life being told that and you're like mm. am I not beautiful now like do I have to be like that to be that you know it's like so in your head you're kind of thinking okay well you know this is happening people are now yeah giving you more compliments and I think what was really interesting as well was when I was trying on clothes and trying to kind of you know as I was getting smaller and, and actually a bit of this featured in my program I kind of was still picking things that I would have picked when I was bigger as well and not I didn't enjoy figure hugging stuff at all I was like I this is just not okay like, I just hated it whereas when I watch the program back now, which I do every now and again, I kind of look at me wearing some of the figure hooded and stuff going, Sarah, like you look amazing. Like, why did you think this was not, you know, it's kind of, it's so weird what your head <laughs> does and how you think about stuff. It's yeah. um, A lot of people say that when they've lost, uh, when they lose weight and it's one of those things of it's never good enough, it's never enough. And it just goes to show that the issue really is never appearance. It's, it's more what's going on in there. And I can totally see that. I feel like now I've probably more... I would say I'm more confident now. I'm bigger because it's just like I'm big, cool, but I'm also confident. And but yeah. I can totally I, I can get definitely it. Relate to that as well. I think we've spoken before about this on the podcast, Lauren. But I, when I lost weight, I was about 15. I think I first lost quite a bit of weight, and I do. I remember the feeling, feeling really vulnerable, and it for me it almost is like the fat is a like a protection. And I think I'm just just used to it now. But um, it's it's a comfort blanket almost. So I'm really kind of. 
I'm not glad to hear that, but it's actually it's nice to know that I don't I'm not alone, and I'm sure lots of people listening will probably feel the same same way and, and also take comfort in that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, and then Lauren, coming back to your bit about you saying around like you being slimmer, but then kind of going, well, I still don't feel like it's enough. I was like that, so I lost eight and a half stone on the show. Like that was in my nine month period, um, wow. and I literally was like. I, it wasn't enough like I still because technically I was still living with oh, obesity gosh, or yeah. living you know only the overweight category I wanted to be that size 10 12 person that I'd strived my whole life to be and I wasn't there yet I was about I think I got down to like a 14 16 and and I was like this is just still like this isn't good enough like so I was still striving and striving and striving kind of kind of to get down there and it's like I look back now and just think, God, why couldn't you just accept that this is like, you look great, you know, this is brilliant. And actually this site, but it's because of this societal pressure, isn't it? That we have to look a certain way. And I just, it, I, it's amazing. You know, now I know this after kind of all the experiences I've had since, I suppose it's like, but I, and I think I, I was thinking back to like my era, I suppose, cause I'm an, a, an eighties baby. And then we grew up with like Kate Moss as our inspiration as like what we should look like. And it's kind of like, well, I was never going to be a Kate Moss ever. So looking back at it now, what is your thoughts on being part of the show, the shows like it, and then potentially like what it maybe did to your relationship with food and exercise and stuff like that? Yeah, it's an interesting, I kind of, I talk a lot now about, it's not about losing weight. When you're somebody that lives in a larger body, losing weight is not the be like it's not the answer at all because we know like I'm my background's chemistry so I'm big into the science and the data behind this so I'm kind of been digging into like why is this happening to me because it was after the show the couple of years after the show I continued to train really hard because I really enjoyed the exercise I continued eating well I mean I had the odd pizza thrown in but I was still eating pretty well um and my weight started coming back on and I was kind of there going this there's, there's something going on here because I'm not eating enough to warrant this weight gain. You know, what is going on here? And that's when I started kind of exploring kind of, you know, the science a little bit more and understanding all this stuff around set point theory and metabolic adaptation where you're fighting to get back to the heaviest weight your body's ever been. Like that's what your body physiologically does. So when someone loses an extreme amount of weight, it, what your body is going to then it makes you crave certain foods it makes you feel hungry when you're you know not necessarily hungry because it wants you to put the calories back in your body to get you back to that weight and when i understood that it blew my mind this. yeah it blew my mind you have just blown my mind <laughs> <laughs> what the hell oh, because it's, is it kind of like you know you're the human body being in fight or flight mode yeah. and obviously it wants to you know store and keep all the things and absolutely that <gasps> Yeah. Sarah, you've absolutely blown my mind. I love this about you, Sarah, because you, yeah. you've done so much research, haven't you, like into this? Yeah, yeah, because I wasn't I wasn't going to just accept that this was just like my moral failing and I just didn't have willpower and I wasn't... Because I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like, there is more to this. And so that kind of changed my mm. whole perception on this. So I'm kind of like, because actually then transformational programs are not good because... Yes, you're losing weight, but ultimately you're setting someone up for failure because that weight is most likely going to go back on. Um, and actually, there's some data out there that shows mm. that 95% of people who lose weight will put it back on within five years, if not more. So that's 95% of people. So you kind of go, well, yes, like... We literally don't stand a chance. No. <laughs> Chance, and is it true, Sarah, that all of the contestants regained the weight that they had lost? Yeah. After the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <gasps> Every all of one. them. All ten. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. isn't that mad? And it just goes to show, though, and it like no, it's no disrespect to, to those people as well. It like you say, your body, your body isn't just just not meant to do that kind of extreme weight loss, is it? And that two hours of gym every morning five till seven it, that's not sustainable is it like no one can do that no but it's funny isn't it because when pe people say to me but you've done it before Sarah so you can do it again <laughs> you know <laughs> and I'm like I 100% will hand, put my hands up and say I probably can do it again but the reality is it'll all go back on again as well like you know because um you know the physiological makeup of my body is is going to fight make me get back there so yeah it, it, it's a really interesting one so I think it's great TV, 
like people love to see this whole before and after but actually what it does is make you think that that's all that you need to do so i think it sets a really bad message for society as well because they kind of go do that whole like well sarah did it and so if sarah did it you can do it kind of scenario and it's kind of like well no because mm-hmm. look at sarah now 10 years later and she's back to being that weight again so actually you know sarah didn't and and, and is sarah a failure is sarah like you know is has she got no willpower you know what is it about me you know it's kind of so i i just think they're kind of giving society that they're supporting the message of eat less move more and telling us that that's all we need to do and that it's a choice and it's actually about people just really you know knuckling down and if they really want to do something they can do it and it's like that is true with lots of things like from a physical aspect like i said triathlons marathons whatever it is that you might want to do physically but actually when it comes to weight loss and and maintaining weight loss no matter how hard you try to do that it isn't as simple as just choosing to do something different um, because that's just not going to work. And this is where it's kind of like, I talk about like other kind of long-term chronic conditions because actually I truly believe that obesity is that, it fits into that category. And if we think about someone with diabetes, so type one diabetes, for instance, you know, their pancreases don't work in, in the way that it doesn't produce insulin. So therefore they need something to support them to, to have the insulin spikes under control, et cetera, and, and to work like somebody who has natural insulin kind of secretion. And, and with obesity, it's kind of the same. Like our bodies don't function the same as somebody that doesn't live with obesity. So there's lots of things going on about inflammation. There's gut hormones. Our brain's not functioning the same. There's so many different things going on that we can't control. These are out of our control. So why are we being told that we have to manage those ourselves by going on the next diet or something? Actually, what we need is some sort of support from a from a kind of like chemicals perspective of like some sort of medication or therapeutic indication or something intervention to help us because we wouldn't stop someone with asthma having their inhaler or blood pressure having anti blood pressure mm. medication so why with obesity do we kind of look at it in a very different way like i i, I just don't get it i don't get why you we just do. absolutely like i've never heard anyone say about the sort of chemical support me and laura took a lot on this podcast about mental and emotional well-being support for you know weight loss or you know living in a bigger body the chemical side of it like i've never even it would it didn't even cross my mind didn't cross my mind that obesity could be you know like a a considered a long-term condition babes you've you've blown my mind and like like, it's literally just (laughs) it's just really not that easy oh my god it is not less cat you know it's not calories in calories out hun so you've been doing a lot of work since the show haven't you around campaigning for people like living with obesity like tell us a bit about that yeah so it was kind of like this revelation that really kind of fired me up to kind of go i need more people to know that this isn't their fault like that is my big passion here is that i don't want people in bigger bodies to feel how shit i have felt my whole life about being a failure and you know not being good enough and all of these kind of things because when i suddenly realized that actually a lot of this was not my fault and was out of my control it made me look at myself in a totally different way in the fact that it's kind of like i've fought against my body for like most of my life like literally fighting against the, the body that i live in but what now i'm kind of like I need to work with it. Like I need to work with my body to be a Mm. healthier version of me, not fight against it because fighting against it's getting me nowhere. You are not a failure. This is not a lack of willpower. This is absolutely not your fault. And even telling people that now, I do it a lot. They kind of go, but Sarah, it is. I'm putting the food in my mouth and I'm not exercising enough. And I kind of go, yeah, but there's a reason why sometimes that you're craving certain foods and it's because of your physiological makeup it's not you just going i want that chocolate there's something about that chocolate that your body is wanting you to have whether it's the calories whether it's whatever it is but it's something because genetics plays such a huge part in this if you have some of the genes the the obesity genes which have been identified there's over a hundred different obesity genes so if you have some of these genes you are more likely to live with obesity than not and also all of these kind of things going on so it's like i just really want to more people to know this so i'm really working kind of tirelessly to try and change the narrative around eat less move more to be like i need people to understand obesity i need people to know that it's a complex chronic condition and that there's Mm. so much more to this and hence the launch of the new organization because i just feel like people living with obesity or in larger bodies i know people have a real issue with the word obesity as well 
But I sometimes kind of push that back and say, why? Because in my head, obesity is just a clinical term for a condition. And I know some people will say, oh, but you're medicalizing it and all of that kind of stuff. And there's all those arguments going on. But I'm like, why do we not have a massive, we don't hear people arguing over the word diabetes or hypertension or asthma or anything like that. But with obesity, we're giving the word too much power. It's just a term. That's all we need mm. to think of it of. It feels loaded, doesn't it? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, like the word fat, I feel quite loaded because I think it's been used in such a derogatory way yeah. towards people that I feel more offended mm. by that word than I do the word obesity. And I don't know whether that's just because I've yeah. come from a more Same. clinical background and all of that kind of stuff. I don't know. But yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Sarah, I love your passion and your knowledge as well. Like I could honestly chat to you for hours. I actually reached out to, to Sarah ages ago. It was on LinkedIn, wasn't it? I remembered you from that show and I, I saw what the what work you were doing in, in this space. And we, we met up didn't we? and we just clicked. I, I feel like our sort of, um, oh, I was about to use the journey word, the J word. Um, our stories are quite similar, but um, I, I just love you. And I'm, I'm so grateful for all that you're doing. And thank you so, so much for coming to join us on the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. A huge, huge thank you to today's Patreon sponsors, Amy Assad, Stephanie Cook and Rachel Wood. Yes, thank you so much, guys, for supporting the pod. We really, really appreciate it. If you'd like to support the show, head to patreon.com forward slash go love yourself or search go love yourself in Apple Podcasts, where you can sponsor the show for as little as one pound a week. Oh my God, I just think that was such an interesting episode and like harking back to those days of watching those shows. So like everything that we've nostalgied about do you think that you will ever watch, if if one was made, a weight loss show again? I would not watch a weight loss show again, I have to say. Um, I'm very interested in like the biology, the science, the psychology. Mm. But I think something like The Biggest Loser for me, I think that, that kind of show is extremely toxic and damaging. And I think that we need to vote with our feet. And I think we need to turn the television off because they are so, so bad for the contestants and... I just think that they're they're awful and we should not be. I think we should they need to go in the bin in 2022 and forevermore. Yes, babes, I couldn't listen me applauding you because yeah, for sure we need to on masses just be like no, that's not what we want to see. Do you know what, I, and what you said though, I'd really like to see a documentary about the science of weight yeah. loss, weight gain and talking about, you know, the fact that your body wants to be at its biggest because you know sort of fight and flight response of keeping alive it wants to keep you alive and and would want to maintain you at your biggest so like I'd really be interested in that but there's no way I want to watch a competition show of Mm. people trying to lose weight the quickest the fastest the most that's not interesting and then it just goes to show the whole like you know big is bad and small is great no thank you agreed thank you so much for listening to this week's episode as always let us know on instagram or facebook if you have any episode ideas we're at go love yourself pod and the facebook group is called go love yourself community also make sure you check out our subscription options on patreon and apple where you can support the show for as little as one pound a week we love you all and we can't wait to see you next week Crowd Network, a place where you belong.